Hi, I'm Tiffany, and you are listening to the Legacy Lounge Podcast. If you are a high-achieving, mission-driven entrepreneur who wants to elevate your income, impact, and influence, you're in the right place. I left my corporate career as a creative director for Fortune 500 brands to create a legacy with my work and to support entrepreneurs to do the same. And I'm not talking about having your name on a building or statues in your image. I'm talking about leaving behind a positive impact and creating something enduring that can be passed on. You pour your time, energy, and passion into your business. So let's make sure your efforts will create a ripple effect that reaches far into the future. Each monthly series will guide you through the business, leadership, and life skills you need to successfully leave a legacy that stands the test of time. And each episode is totally valuable on its own. We are here to provide you with the tools and ideas to make massive shifts and quantum leaps in your business, transforming you from entrepreneur into legacy brand. So sit back, relax, and let's get into today's episode. The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its members. Coretta Scott King. In the online marketing world, we are encouraged to create big groups designed for marketing purposes. Think Facebook groups and low-level memberships. To create a so-called community and then invite people into our higher-ticket programs. And the majority of the time, these groups are founded for the purpose of selling, get called a community. And maybe some of them do turn into deep aligned communities. And there's nothing innately wrong with this process. And if you have a group like this, awesome. But there are a few factors that I wanna talk about today. Well, in my humble opinion, these should be called groups or gathering spaces rather than communities. And we're gonna dig into what having a true community really means. So welcome to the Legacy Lounge. Again, I'm so thrilled that you're here. And credit where credit due, this next piece that I'm going to share is brought to you by Kelly Deals, who is an equity coach, among other things. And it was this prompt and hearing this list that actually got me thinking when I closed my own Facebook group last year. And towards the end of this episode, I am going to share what community I have now and how that's come to be as well. So buckle up and let's dive in. You're especially going to love this episode if you are a conscious entrepreneur and having equitable spaces are important to you. So a community isn't usually founded by one person to advance their personal vision or goal that would be called an empire, not a community. So this is the first big reason why I believe that spaces that are not actually meant for community building and ran in the way of a community should not be called a community. Also, a community usually has elders and peers who help us resolve conflict and sustain each other and the community as a whole. A community has mostly horizontal relationships, and people depend on each other for mutual care. A community has multiple elders and leaders that share many perspectives. 
A community will usually have shared projects, often around an infrastructure. That means we make what I like to call a playground together. And ultimately, we have responsibilities to each other in a community. We literally take care of each other within a community. And the truth is, a lot of this does not happen in most online groups, whether it's a Facebook group or other free, free groups. And honestly, this doesn't even happen in some lower level paid communities. And using the term community can create an illusion of care and safety where none might actually exist. Sometimes this means that participants trust each other too much too soon, and sometimes they experience real heartbreak or material loss when the space or other members aren't as safe as they've expected. Sometimes it means the owner or founder of the space underestimates their influence and responsibility within the space. So I think what happens a lot of times in online groups is that an entrepreneur starts a space that benefits them, rightfully so, because we've all been told to do this, where they can broadcast what their offers are, where they set the rules, and they mediate conflict simply by kicking members out. So this does not necessarily create a safe and beautiful space for people. A crowd, not a community, ends up gathering, and many members are similarly there to extract benefit, get visible, to get clients, to get what they want out of the group. And that's not to say that valuable stuff and productive conversations can't happen in online and Facebook groups or low-level memberships. I have to admit that I started my business by having a Facebook group and being part of some really great ones. But I love this reframe. It might be helpful to think of online groups as if they're crowds at a concert, if they're really large, or clubs if they're more intimate. So for instance, at a concert, it's all these people from different backgrounds coming to see somebody that they wanna see, a band, a musician, and that's probably might be the only thing they have in common. They're there for an experience. And because there are so many people, there are security and rules that people have to follow, which is why most Facebook groups have rules when you enter, right? Because there might be predators and people in the crowd that we can't trust. And precautions need to happen to protect the people. That means concert organizers or say Facebook group owners, membership owners, have to think about the design and the experience and the security and show up and perform. And that's different than community building because community building requires different tools and practices. At an activity club too, you join because you like the same thing. Maybe you all like a particular genre of book or camping or coding. In this case, a fan club might even be a particular person. And again, there are rules and codes of conduct, but you probably don't have mutual responsibilities to each other other than simply being in the club. So that's again, different than community building and requires different tools to facilitate it. So this is honestly part of the reason that I shut down my own Facebook group last year. 
Admittedly, as a community, I failed to perceive my own role and responsibilities. If I had thought about it as a concert or a club, as Kelly explained it, and was way more pragmatic about it, I probably would have stewarded it better. I did what most people are taught to do and posted educational content and entertainment content and then every once in a while sales content to invite people in. Now, of course, I simply don't use Facebook anymore personally. So that was the other reason. I didn't feel aligned to having the group anymore for multiple reasons. And honestly, I probably would have never started the group at all if I did it all over again. The truth is we don't have to do something just because it's an option or part of the recipe. This is so key. And this is actually key to the future and what I'm doing now, because so often we're building businesses based on strategies brought to us by one person who's telling it to do telling us to do it their way, rather than uncovering the truth about what it means to do something for ourselves and in alignment with our vision and our value. Which brings me back now to talk about what a true community is. And when I shut down my Facebook group, and I didn't really want a free group that served as a marketing tool anymore, because I do my marketing elsewhere. I took some time to really think about what it was that I wanted to create. And what I decided was I wanted a real community for the purpose of community. So let's dive into what that actually means. We've talked about what a community is not and what should be labeled as a group. Now let's talk about a true community. A true community is characterized by sharing a sense of purpose, belonging, and mutual support among members. And here's what I believe are the key factors that contribute to creating a new community. First up is common purpose. A community is united by a common purpose or goal that its members share. This could be anything from a common interest, passion, or mission. So similarly to a group, but I believe it's a step higher rather than a specific genre of music that they're coming to see or a specific fan club that they're creating. This is really mission-based. Second is a sense of belonging. Members of a true community feel a sense of belonging and acceptance within the group. They feel that they're part of something larger than themselves and that their contribution matters which leads into mutual support. Members of a true community support each other, both emotionally and practically. They help each other through difficult times, celebrate each other's successes, and work towards their shared goals together. This one is huge, shared values. If you know me as a brand strategist, I help people dial in what their true values are, And I am so huge on living my own values. A true community is based on shared values such as honesty, respect, and compassion. These values provide a framework or foundation on how members interact with each other and they guide the community's actions and decisions. 
Next up is open communication. A true community encourages open and honest communication among its members. This means that people are free to express their thoughts, feelings, and concerns without a fear of judgment or reprisal. This means this is a safe space. It means that everyone in the community is responsible for holding a safe space, and ultimately, the leader is responsible for creating that. Next is diversity and inclusivity. A true community values diversity and inclusivity, recognizing that different perspectives, backgrounds, and experiences enrich the group. Members of a true community welcome and embrace people from different cultures, genders, ages, abilities, and so forth. And last is a sense of accountability. Members of a true community are accountable to each other and the group as a whole. They take responsibility for their actions and decisions and work to ensure that they are in line with the community's goals and values. So not only did I know back in the day when I had my Facebook group that I was not serving my so-called community as well as I wanted to, I personally could not find a community that I felt was holding true to this list. I shared recently that I've paid up to 30K to be in high ticket masterminds, which of course I don't regret. And honestly, they were led by amazing humans and I did get value. Yet, I did not receive the deep sense of belonging that I was looking for or the long lasting connections that I was hoping for. What I paid did not feel like I was getting the value back. And as a brand expert, my communities in the past had been focused on teaching branding and in the hopes to attract new clients. I'm very transparent about that, but I realized that's not actually how I was attracting new clients anyways. Mostly it's by word of mouth and referrals and showing up in other communities and sharing my genius. And that's what I wanted to facilitate, a place where women could show up be themselves, share their amazing expertise, and gain new clients without the icky cold calling that tends to happen in these free so-called communities. So what I realized was my best option was to actually create and facilitate a community that was formed for the sake of community, not to benefit me and my branding business or show up as a dictator, but somewhere where I can help co-facilitate, lead something new and profound. And the Legacy Lounge Collective was born. I opened it at the beginning of the year discreetly to a small amount of past clients and current colleagues that I truly trust. And we've been meeting since the new year because I first wanted to make sure to create that safe and special place before inviting in a larger crowd. I wanted to ensure the value was phenomenal for the affordable price point. And we wanted to make sure that everyone felt seen and heard. And then I knew that I could create a fun event to invite people in intentionally without harm or coercion. And then I simply created a fun event to invite people in intentionally without harm or coercion. 
And we had that event recently, the Legacy Lounge Networking Mixer, which was valuable in its own right. I created that space so people could meet new women entrepreneurs and find their new business besties. When we invited people in, however, even more women has joined us in this new amazing community. So today I trust you have received value simply by learning the true meaning of the word community and how it can affect people's safety to call a container a community if it's actually not. So we really should be calling spaces that we're using our marketing either groups or gathering places. To wrap up today, I would love to invite you to join us if you feel called into the Legacy Lounge Collective, the space where women entrepreneurs go to find a true sense of support, to network without the ickiness of constant cold outreach in their inbox or in their DMs, and to collaborate and grow their business together. It's a space where each woman gets to show up as the expert, be seen as the expert, and be encouraged to share their expertise. To be transparent, it is a paid community because I truly believe you have to have skin in the game to show up and get results. But it's priced much less than most groups with the same or less value. And there is an option to upgrade to an accelerator level where there's another level of support with me personally and a trip to France. But I promise you it's a reasonable price attached for the value you receive. To find out all the details, simply scroll down to the show notes and you will find the link to join us. Now, it is truly that simple to find the space you've been looking for. And if you're not in a place to invest in a community yet, you are more than welcome to show up and join us at a future networking mixer and still experience the magic. We plan to have them bi-monthly, so simply follow me on IG and stay tuned. Sending you so much love, and I'll see you next week. And I hope to see you in the community. Talk soon. I'll see you here next time in the Legacy Lounge. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Lounge podcast. Connect with me on Instagram at Tiffany Newman Creative. I would also love to hear your feedback to see what resonates with you and what you'd like to hear in the future. If you love this episode, please provide a review and we will be forever grateful. You can always find links and resources shared on the show by going to yourlegacybrand.com. Remember, what you leave behind is not what is engraved in stone monuments, but what is woven into the lives of others. What are you doing today to pour into others and to leave your legacy?